Welcome, good fighters. Coming to you live with a whole lot of connection, intention, and purpose. I'm Dr. Nash Stopko, coming to you live with Dr. Gates Mayer. What's going on, Dr. Gates? How you doing? What's up, fam? What's going on? Oh, bro, just out here living the dream. For real. The dream for real. People always ask me, how's my day going? I always... My response is almost virtually the same, and I don't intentionally mean it to be, like, boring, but I'm like, every day I'm just like, dude, I'm so thankful and grateful for today. Um, no matter what today had brought for me, the fact that I'm a chiropractor and mm. the fact that, like, I'm never working, I'm literally just doing something that I love, dude, I'm just so grateful for that alone every single time somebody asks me. So, yeah, bro, I'm doing That's awesome. a mindset, man. That's a mindset. And you know what I feel like with that mindset, though? That's very common among chiropractors. True. Very, very common. Whereas like other professions, maybe maybe not so common. So if you're waking up this morning, first off, if you're waking up this morning and you're a chiropractor, amen, hallelujah, you got a good job. If you're waking up this morning and you're a good fighter, even more amen, hallelujah, because you're doing what you need to do with connection, intention, and purpose on the search. Fighting that good fight. Fighting that good fight. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for, man. Whether you work at McDonald's, you're a welder or you're a chiropractor. If you find a good fight, hey, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it's not the easiest fight, right? Oh, sir. It it's, is. Not, it's not the fight that you're in it to get the accolades or, mm. you know, you're not, you're not in it for the fame and glory. Right. The good fight is the good fight because it's the fight for the little guy, right? That, that little guy. The, the bigness of the fellow within, right? Boom. That's, that's who the fight's for. So. I love it. That's what's up. Yeah, you got and some with, fire for us, bro. Yeah, with, I mean, like with that, we're gonna be talking about um, what can be what what inhibits us, I guess, from being a good fight. What inhibits us from being somebody that can um, fight that good fight for for the bigness of the fellow within? Um, because I think we all go through periods of, and stages, especially if you are in school right now, or if you're going through a time that's turmoil. You can identify these pieces in your life um, where you're like, "Hey, what do I need to work on to be a good fighter?" Well, these are things that we're going to be working on. These are things that we're going to be talking about today with Dr. Nash. He got some stuff that he's going to drop too, drip in. Um, but I want to run these by you, Dr. Nash, and get your thoughts on the, a couple of these things as we travel down the rabbit hole. Or what did, what did you, not the rabbit hole. The wormhole. The wormhole. Wormhole Wednesday. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Rip okay. It. First one. You don't have strong enough why mm. your why is not strong enough um because we all we all have a calling in life but i know that there's a couple different things out there that, what's your why that is almost the starting point for arguably everything anything you're doing in life why why yeah you know what do you think about that so right off the cuff bro i think if you're a good fighter, your why is your one of your biggest strengths. That's yeah. that's like something that uh, that's that immovable object for you. That thing that's unwavering. That that lighthouse. That north star. That's something that oh, you always right here, right? Yeah. With uh, we say it, and it's easy to just to like say it without having like the the feeling behind it, but connection, intention, and purpose, right? Um, I think those are the three things that really define a why. Mm. <clears throat> and for me, it's something I always try to review at the very 
I, I set it in my schedule every Sunday. I'm going to review my, I call it, uh, so I picked it up from a book by Sean Dill. It's called My Book of Yet. And within that, I have certain goals that I always want to review in my why. And part of my purpose that I have for my why is removing internal inhibitions to allow people to be the things they love. And I know I've touched on that before. Right. <clears throat> but if you've ever seen or been around or experienced it yourself, being something that you don't love that's powerful too and not in a great way but it is powerful and you can always turn that right you can always turn power and make it your own that's like the concept of so many different fighters fighting styles judo jujitsu it's using what would be perceived as an incoming um intentionally aggressive force towards you and using it to your advantage so to me being able to uh pivot that and use that power. If you're, you're in that state where you're doing something or you're, you're being something that you don't love or you're around something in an environment with people that are being things that they don't love, that's power too. So that's just something I off the top. Do you you think your why developed prior to chiropractic college? Mm, Partially. Or do you feel like you developed it mostly in that? Partially. I think part of my why has always been stemming from um, almost like a lack mm. at, at some point that I had experienced. And like, it wasn't because I like was a lack of, go ahead. Yeah. I would say it was a lack of maybe a little bit of lack of purpose a little bit. Right. Where I was just trying to find my purpose. True. But, yeah. um, you know, everything I always wanted to do has always been built around me being myself and in certain field fields and aspects. I didn't always have that. I just, you know, sometimes I felt like I was always putting a mask on a little bit, which um, that was power for me that like I wasn't being something that I loved, right? I was yeah. something that I thought people would love. Yeah, so, that's very that's very common prior to chiropractic school too. I mean, right? you think about high school, college; those are time periods when a lot of people. Um, I mean, I didn't know who I was necessarily identity. until maybe the second half. Yeah, the identity was it. it it's hard because you go from maybe your high school where you had a certain identity and then you go to college with whatever you want to be. And then you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit. And then you go into chiropractic college and you're like, Oh shoot, it's time for me to be who I need to be for yeah. my patients and for the, this profession too, to be who you need to be. Um, and standing your ground with that. I mean, I think back, I think back to, yeah, my why necessarily didn't develop until I mean, this might sound weird. My why didn't develop until it had to. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like it, it, it's not something that can necessarily be forced, but it does have to be questioned in order for it to take place. And I didn't question it until that time period. So it didn't develop, didn't, didn't develop until it had to. Bro, that was that was fire. I I believe that for sure. That obviously everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about timing, mm-hmm. and. You know, with uh, when when you're connected to some sort of you know greater purpose, you know, greater than yourself, um, you can never even question the timing because if I didn't have these struggles beforehand, I might have even been ended up where I'm at today or the person I am now. And I love the person I am now. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but this is who I am, and I love myself, right? And that's true. That's a a message that's not always portrayed or always instilled in everybody growing up and. Um, I really love that, bro. That was really good. 
Thanks, dude. Yeah, that's, that's solid. Solid. Get that Y down, fighters. Um, is it he who has a Y can overcome anyhow? Is that what? Yeah, it is? yeah, right. yeah. He so, who has his Y can overcome almost anyhow, or overcome all, anyhow. I don't know who said that first, but the person that I know that I do attribute that is the Iron Cowboy. And yeah, the Iron Cowboy, freaking beast. Okay, the first time I listened to him. He was doing 50 Ironmans in 50 days and 50 states. And I think we referenced that already. He did. I think he's, I think he's doing 100 now, dude. Look, that, on, look, look up that Iron Cowboy. Dude, what? I'm almost positive right now he's doing 100. Iron Cowboy conquer 100. I don't know what time frame, though. Yeah. 100 triathlons, 100 consecutive days, March 1st through the June 8th. Oh, dude, I wonder if we can meet up with him. Shoot. You can download the day, 100 day course. Wonder if he's going through the fountainhead. He might be. Can you imagine? What would you do? We'd have to get him on here. We'd have to get him on here. I mean, dude, that's a that's a serious why right there. That is a serious why. Hundred triathlon. I mean, fifty alone was <laughs> one alone. I think. <laughs> wow, you know, but uh, I can't find it right now. It's okay. So we'll get we'll get that for the viewers later. I know we refer to Andy Andy Frisella a lot, and I was listening to one of mm-hmm. his episodes recently. With he had a, I believe he was a Marine, maybe even maybe a Navy SEAL. I can't remember which which one. Yeah, but it's a, a a common theme in any upper level, not just uh, soldiers, but just upper or higher functioning people that like have a higher drive. But what he was talking about is. You know, they're getting to the end of their process where uh, I think it's called Hell Week, where it's just literally like they get like 30 minutes mm. of sleep, maybe. Like, yeah, they are literally pushed to their physical and even more important, their mental limits. And there's a portion in there where it seems quite simple at that point that all you got to do is just consistently and consecutively run like. I don't remember the exact number, maybe like 10 miles or something like that. Mm. And by that point, they're so beaten up and exhausted that it's just really, really difficult. And he says, the guys that end up dropping out aren't, it's not because they don't have the fitness level or they don't have the, uh, the physical ability to do it, but it's just because they cannot wrap their mind around just taking it one step at a time or being very present and just like, having those very, very minute goal markers, goal right. Then you get to that one, you get to another one. And then it just repeats and repeats until you finally get it done. And I feel like that kind of goes a lot mm. with your why. Is yeah. when something seems insurmountable in the how, your why is what's going to be able to keep you pushing no matter how, how large whatever you're facing might be, just to keep it one more step every single time because, yeah. because of your why. Yeah. No matter what, like your why is what's driving you, not the how. Do you think um actually I want to touch on this later because there's okay. another part of this that I think can run can run into that because a lot of people can have a have a particular emotion attached to their why mm. that may be um inhibiting them from being a good fighter. Sure. Um number two, you're not obsessed with fighting. You have to be obsessed with fighting. Wow. No matter what you do. You have to be obsessed with that. And this hits home for me because 
I think back to not only just in chiropractic, but also like baseball was really big for me. I loved it. I love baseball uh, like a lot, a ton. And I loved playing baseball, but in the moment when, especially when I was in high school, um, I didn't, wasn't obsessed with it in the way that I am now in my mentality is a lot different. Like now my mentality, if I were to take a field or whatever like that is, is just going after a ball to the wall where I'm like, I will freaking annihilate this ball or I'm going to get every pitch, every whatever, like, you know, how they say the good athletes are like, give me the ball. I want the ball. I didn't have that mentality. I wasn't obsessed with it in that way. And transitioning to chiropractic when now I'm like, when we were in school, it's like, no, I want to be the guy that people come to to get adjusted. I want to be, you know, learning as many techniques I can as I can. Well, in, in the art thievery, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to take that into the tool belt so I can distribute it to my patients in the best way to, to decrease the stress on their nervous system. But I was not obsessed with it going into it. You know, I wasn't in it and it portrayed itself too, especially in my undergrad when I was struggling with my undergrad courses and different things is the more you're obsessed and the more you have it wide, the more you're going to be able to fight that fight. It's like you were talking about, make it through. It's not that you're physically incapable, but you need to have those markers to set forward, to move forward. And that was, that, that was a big thing for me. Dude. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, you know, going off of what you were saying about, you know, um, just like the entire concept of like, um, God, I just had it. Hold on. So ultimately what I always think about with like just myself being obsessed, I feel like at the end of the day, like I love chiropractic. Yeah. I think even greater than that is I'm obsessed with becoming just the best authentic version of me. Right. Mm. And chiropractic is the, you know, I think the strongest and most efficient way to do that. And it's your conductor. It's my conductor. Or your transformer, I guess. Yeah. My transformer. It's uh my conduit, whatever you want to call mm, it. Yeah. Um, for me to, to bring that out of myself. And yeah, I know the power that it has because it's happened to me and I've seen it happen to countless people in front of my eyes. And with the good fight, I think that's something that it's synonymous with a, a, right. true, a true good fighters. They're not satisfied with the current present. They're always trying right. to keep pushing no matter what the avenue might be in. But um, for me, my, my three biggest things that I always say that I stand for are truth, love, and freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And I think all three of those are things that are constantly under duress. Yeah. Other people that are trying to remove those things from people, whether they be or by a larger group. And last year I talk about a lot. Well, it's, that's reality, right? Last year, I think there's a big attack on truth. Yeah. Just as big of attack on love because we were told we can't love each other. (laughs) I remember at Thanksgiving, you weren't, you weren't allowed to have a family gathering larger, larger than like eight people. Otherwise you're a murderer. Right. Otherwise, you're killing old people. It's it's nuts. <laughs> so, um, I think that when you're obsessed with with things and of that nature, obsessed with truth, obsessed with love, mm-hmm. obsessed with with freedom of self, I don't think that you'll have any issues because at the end of the day, you're always going to come back around to that obsession 
because you're surrounding yourself. You're immersed. You're immersed. Immersion is key. One of my best friends growing up, man. I remember the first time. Um, I I feel like it was like a one of those first times you feel like you're like like awakened a little bit, where like you're just like, whoa, wait, like, um, you know, you just, I don't know, it's just different when you haven't experienced it. But like, I remember the first time that he was like, hey, man, like, he started talking about some stuff that uh, it started with music, and it's a really good conduit for um, opening the minds of a lot of people, regardless of age, yeah. and. Uh, it was just a really powerful moment for me because growing up, I always felt that like just our friend group wasn't always what the common or what the norm is. Yeah. I still have that feeling that like, and I think everybody does. That's kind of the beauty of it. But, uh, that makes us all unique and like nobody's lived my experiences and has been open to those, um, those are situations like, like the way I've experienced them myself. So, um, being obsessed, I feel like I've been obsessed for a while in some way, shape or form of just really being myself. There you go. And that's all you can, that, that is above all else being obsessed with yourself and not in an arrogant way, but no. obsessed with yourself and becoming your best self is it will always, you know, take that top tier and that hierarchy for whatever you do. Um, it's, it's because at the end of the day, a job doesn't define you. But who you are as a person, as an individual, that will define you. That will, that is you. Um, one thing that it reminds me of, though, when we were talking about, we were discussing that theory of relativity stuff. Um, one of the laws is that time slows down around heavy objects. Mm. And while sometimes you can perceive that as like a heavy, like an actual like mass object, I think you can you can be a heavy object in your obsession, in your why, in your your um, pursuit of truth, freedom, and love. And it makes me think of I don't know about you, but I always think of like BJ Palmer did all kinds of stuff, right? He's doing stuff with chiropractic, he's doing stuff with radio station, the school, like all this kind of stuff. And you're like, dude, how how do you have this much time to do all this stuff? He's writing books, he's writing epigrams. Like, how do you have time to do all this stuff? And this just makes me think of, well, if your obsession, your why, your, it, it's a heavy object. It is a, is an mm. object that f- moves with mass, moves with force. That time will literally slow down around you and you are able to comp- compete and do all these kinds of things that you need to do to be the best version of yourself. And for him, that was creating all these things and developing chiropractic. Yeah. He's an uninhibited man, an uncommon man. Mm. Uh, he hits on that all the time about being uninhibited and uncommon. Um, dude, that, that was, that was money too. I think being heavy in your purpose, heavy in purpose, walk with heavy purpose. Well, and, uh, I don't, I I always think about, I think about this a lot, bro. Remember that first time we went to Cleveland and we did our first seminar with Dr. Malley out there, (laughs) dude. Uh, and he's done it before, but Literally the weight, his his perception of his weight, Mm. right? Um, That was wild. But like, I think that's, uh, I don't know. You can't put a price tag on that type of a lesson or that type of like experience where you can truly experience something that uh, some would say is illogical, right? But like, we're just so limited with our five perceptions anyway, or the, the typical five human perceptions that right. 
things like that seem like they're Im- improbable, but um, you can truly change. I mean, time is the only thing we don't get more of, but if you can do a lot more with your time and time can feel like it's going a little bit slower for you. If you are heavy in your purpose and heavy with how you're carrying your lifestyle. Yeah. Sound the fire alarm, baby. We need Wormhole a- alarm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a tornado alarm. All right. Number three. And this portrays to the why and how, because mm. your why needs to be very specific because number three states that you're only fueled by anger is a reason mm. that will inhibit you from being a good fighter. So if your why is being fueled by anger, you need to double, you need to check yourself. Totally. Um, wow. Jeez. There's Where'd a lot of people that stuff? are fueled by that. Hmm? Where'd you find this? Oh, the universe, universal hey. intelligence dropping in there. Yeah, for sure. But not from my mind. From it's someone right. else's. Collective mind. Collectively. We are moving forward. So if you're only fueled by anger, uh, you know, like that'll that'll get you so far, you know. Um But if your why is, is something that's fueled by anger, it's something that is limited. And especially it's limited when you when you when you label those two those three things, truth, love, and freedom. You can't really have all that if you're fueled by anger. Mm-mm. You certainly can't have love. No. Um, truth. Um, you're oftentimes truth can be blocked by anger. You can be. Oh yeah. And uh, when you're angry, dude, it's so easy to have you know to have blind spots in your anger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think anger is so one dimensional and very linear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where it, it just you know it's a it's a hollow hollow emotion that like yes it is. It's a convenient, easy emotion. It's it's a it's a raw emotion. Yeah, I think to love and to be compassionate and to be empathetic, those are complex. And you know, we talk about states of being. Right? It takes a lot more to truly embody love and compassion. Right, definitely but does. To do that, you gotta you gotta be able to let go and not just let go of. Uh, let go of like trauma, but like let go of uh, being okay with un- being uncomfortable, but also, you know, linear wise, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a difficult perception, uh, life and death. Yeah. And to me, I think anger, I mean, I don't know if anybody's familiar with, with star Wars, right. But uh, <laughs> it's fear leads to anger and anger leads to hate. Right. That leads to the dark side. Mm. And I, I was going to say anger always stems from some sort of fear and to live your life based off fear. Uh, that, that, that's an empty, that's an empty lifestyle. That's to, to live life off fear is just, uh, it's not substantial. And when you, when you're living angry, there's only one level left to go and that's to hate and to leave the world a better place than when you found it. It's never done through hate and it's never done through anger and it's never done out of fear. Mm. Makes me think of any time you see like a, a superhero, super whoever. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they're driven by anger at first, like Batman, for instance, driven by anger at first to create this uh, alter ego and different things like that. But he transforms as he goes through the thing. You know, he's caught up in his own demons. Sometimes that ultimately is not feeling his why at the end of his 
or, 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 you know, as he transitioned, he, he evolves. Um, and if we're trying to be that person that's not on the dark side, and I should hope that none of us want to be on the dark side, at least not forever. Um, being somebody that is evolving to, to understand that while you maybe are angry right now, there are ways out of it that are more conductive and conducive mm. to you being your optimal self. I, you know, with Batman too, bro, he still always has a, it, it is it is a code to an extent, but like he never kills anybody, right? Right. Um, right. At least like in the traditional, um, ma- more mainstream version of Batman. But like he has this um, this why that he he's going about that he's it, it's what makes him so strong because he is just a man, and yes, yeah. he's rich, but um, he's endured and put himself through so much just to be what he needs to be because he needs to fulfill his why. And it's not out of anger or fear or hate, right? right. If anything, it's out of, I feel like it's out of the love for his parents to an extent, right? Cause that's what it always comes yeah. back around to for him is his parents. Yeah. And the death it always of comes back. That's true. That's money. Shoot. Okay. Number four. Number four. You don't have faith in yourself. Mm. Where's your faith? Is it in yourself mm. to do what you need to do to be who you need to be? Faith is um, a, that's a good one, bro. So I know I know you're gonna be able to go off on faith. I just want to just say a couple things. I'm gonna let you, you know let off the reins, bro. Because <laughs> faith, faith is something that. I mean, you got to have trust to have faith. And like, how do you build trust in yourself? I think that's one thing that we've been working on for a long time. Yeah. That's through that self, the discipline of self where we can build trust. Yeah. Being disciplined in in some way, shape or form that like, um, you do have some sort of control and what you can manifest for yourself. And you can, you can build faith off that. It's not like faith is built on sand and, or, you know, it's not built on a, an unsound surface. It really comes from a place of more certainty than anything. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's my perspective on it. I know some people with faith, it's, they, they get all caught up in the religious aspects of it, but I think that there's so much more to it than that because yeah. I mean, you can get into it as much as you want. I think that there's such an indoctrination of people are told how smart they are and how much, is already, um, well, that's just science, right? Or that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's been proven this, that's been proven that. And, and in a way, I, um, I think that just conditions people to, you know, not look into things on their own or not to develop their own, their own belief system. Yeah. Yeah. And they also, at the same time, the faith is in a, in something else that's, that's not themselves when they believe the system that's around them. Mm. When you, but when you believe purely what you've been told, you, first of all, in my opinion, I think people have faith in, everybody has faith in something. Even people that say they don't have any faith in, you know, deity or whatever, you still mm-hmm. have faith in something. It just isn't God. Right. And you can, I, you can have faith in anything. For sure. Um, but, there's there's a couple of important things that I want to outline and 
one, there's one scripture that says faith without works is dead. Faith without deeds is dead. Um, and I think an element like you discussed, you, you have, you have the option to make your, your own living, your own life. And in order to have that, you need faith and you need actions. You need those things hand in hand. And when you have faith in yourself, I think you're able to carry out actions away a lot, a, a lot easier. But that starts with the belief. And I think, and Andy Frisella talks about that a lot too, is, is starting with the belief and understanding that that mindset shifts can be the most powerful thing that you ever do. Because when you shift that mindset, mindset to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to double down on myself. I'm going to double down on the things that I know to be true. I know to be true is that I want to be my optimal self. I have a strong why. Mm. I'm not fueled by anger. And I'm obsessed with becoming that. Well, then at the end of the day, that that's where you build faith within yourself. That's when you start to see yourself, not just for who you are in that one moment, but for who you can become. When we can, when we you visualize ourselves for who we can become, I think that's when we say, you know, we got a lot of faith in ourselves because it's always being, um, it's what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We can't. You can't see it necessarily right in front of you right now, but you can visualize it. You can believe it. You can trust in it. Yeah. Well, the, the, tr- you know, look at a forest, right? Like you, you, you can't really see that growth happening. Mm, yeah. Right. It takes yeah. so much, you know, in the big picture of time, of course you can see the growth, but um, always being in that mindset of growth and that state of um, challenging yourself. Because I think that's one thing that all successful people come back around to is that like, there's no real secret to it other than the fact that you just got to be okay with you know you're always working to be a better version of yourself and having faith in that like the work you put in today is going to help contribute to that that's it right like that's what the that's what the faith and belief is stemming from is the fact that if you put the work in the results will will show for it right? right and to be a good fighter i think that's one of the you know, pillars of it is that you got to um, not just talk it, but you know, to, to live it. Because if it's if it's yeah. just if it's just lip service, then like you're not going to believe in yourself, or you're not going to have faith in it because you know it because you know it's not authentic, right? So you, know. you can't you can't can't fake it. You can't BS yourself. Nope. So I'm not telling you that you like uh, that. That self-talk needs to be there. If, if yeah. you're in that transition phase, and you it it's it's got to start somewhere. So right, even to like a subconscious level, um, even if you're not quite to that point where you're able to enact some of the things that you want to believe, starting in the mind, starting with that self-talk, being positive, building that faith system, that's an amazing place to start. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Build that, build that belief, build that faith, y'all. Um, last one, mm. and I think this one's a big one because in any fight, you you need to be able to handle pain, and you cannot be in a fight if you cannot handle pain. Um, you and me right now, building our businesses, building our, going through school, going through. Whatever you want to say to get to this point, we've had pain. We've, you know, big, small, 
um, emotional, mental, physical. We've had all that. And you have to be willing to, to fight. You have to be able to take some blows, some, you know, some pain, some shots to the ribs, shots to the face. Um, and to know that you are, you are never going to be living a life without pain in order to fight what you want to fight for. And I think the soon, you know, well, I was going to say, uh, speaking from my experience, it's not always coming from the direction you think it's going to come from, right? You're going to get those, those blind sides or those low blows because in, in reality, there is no rules to how life's going to throw some pain at you. And I think one of the most powerful and one of the most trying times for me was coming from a blind side of, of a, of a relationship where it was just like, um, you know, you build an identity around something and then like all of a sudden bang, that's gone. And then that pain sets in and from, from a place you didn't think was you were able to, to, to receive that from, from a, from a safe place. So I think, uh, understanding that pain, not always, a not always something that's going to come from where you're expecting it. Right. Expect the unexpected is what they always say. Right. That's true. It's not always going to be where you expect it. And it's not always going to be. I mean, I, I, when I think about it, like if you're in a fight, if you expected every, if you, ex, if you expected or, or you trained for every single thing that you're going to go through in your life, you would never have any pain. Right. But the reason that we're fighting, the reason we deal with pain is so that we can learn so that we can. It's a um, lesson. And it, it's a lesson. And in your scenario too, especially if in a relationship, or whatever it is that you're doing, there's a lesson to be taken to the next one. Um, I was listening to Sean Whalen today, and he was talking about how he, the amount of storms that he's had in his life. And I think we talked about this too a while back. I've not had a storm that I've gone through that has not ended. Ended. There's not ended. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's always a point, an end to the storm. There's always a point to, um, to be to be made. You know. Nothing is final. Nothing is forever except for death. And if I die, then I'm doesn't matter after that. Right. So heck yeah. Failure is not final. Right. Failure is not final. Success is not guaranteed. Mm. Um, yeah, that's beautiful, dude. Uh, one of my, so on my list of things that I write down every Sunday, I have a list of things of my, why I must succeed. And one of them, one of those bullet points I have is to win the good fight. Mm. Um, that, that's a fight for not just us, not just our kids, but for everybody's family and everybody's kids. Um, you know, that's some would say that's a that's a tall how to take on, but yeah. without a why, it'll never be able to be done. But right. um, I think. I think one thing with that though, too, and, and every good fighter that's on here, just listening to that. First off, what did you call it? What did you say you call that on Sunday? Uh, so I review my book of things I haven't done yet. So, well, yeah, but what did you say? You, you call it your list of whys or what did you oh, say? Oh, yeah. Why I must succeed. Why I must succeed. And I think that more importantly, why I must succeed in order to win a good fight. And I want everybody that listens to the show and even just like right now and just Envision yourself winning that fight. Envision yourself succeeding. And 
you know, whether that's death or whether that's, you know, a simple fight to open your practice and it's thriving, visualizing that. Cause I, cause even for me, I mean, I even get emotional when you're just talking about just thinking about, okay, just like sitting here thinking about the energy that I would feel like to let's say it's my deathbed to know that I spent every single optimal energy that I can authenticity that I could to fight the fight and to know that I put it all out there. It just, it makes me emotional, but at the same time, it also makes me like, man, that's a freaking good feeling. That's a feeling that I want to, to have. And that is winning. We're not done yet. Right. We're not done yet, but we can cultivate that through that our whole life, you know? Mm. but the one point too i want to make real quick um back to that theory of relativity Mm -hmm. because i want to i think this is a cool way to weave this in yep to my horn own horn i guess yeah yeah. (laughs) maybe it won't click with some people but one of the theories um is that the faster you move through space the slower you move through time and whenever we handle pain or whenever we have pain in our life, and you, this is maybe more more of a human characteristic for everybody. We just want it to be done. We mm-hmm. just, I want it to be done. I want it to be over the next day, the next minute, the next second. Just whether it's emotional, physical, whatever. I want it to be done. I want to well, be comfortable, right? I want to be comfortable. Oh shoot, yeah, dropping that big time. But if if we're moving faster through time, right? We're mo- because it's it's the opposite. If the faster you move through space, the slower you move through time. Well, the faster you move through time, then the slower you're going to move through space. And the slower you move through space, the slower you're going to get to that endpoint. The slower you're going to get to that success. The slower you're going to get to touch as many lives as you can. The slower you're going to get to do everything you want to do in life in the space that you have. And we, we so oftentimes want it to speed up our time. Right. But at what, at what cost? What cost? I, I think that's uh I don't know, that's an amazing Did that piece. make sense? Did that make sense? To me it did, because especially Mike Clay, tying, I hope it made sense. <laughs> tying it back around to what you're talking about with BJ, right? That dude, he was moving so fast because he was doing so many different things. And yeah. for him, he moved through time as, probably as slow as anybody, right? <laughs> um in the life of him. In the life of BJ, I mean, think about him on his deathbed, how many things he would have to go through to run through his entire life. And if they say flat, your life flashes before your eyes, before you pass away, before you transition, man, that'd be a long, a long <laughs> reel to watch you for a guy like that. Right. But, you know, if you're just out here sed- sedating yourself, um, watching cable TV for four hours a day on your phone for another three hours a day, um, taking an extra two hours of nap in, in the day, um, you know, that's like 12 hours a day. That's, that's half your, probably half of your year, 365 days, half of it is spent just sedating yourself, not doing anything. So if you're not moving, if you're not making moves to your life, not just physically moving, but like, you know, moving's, moving's energy, right. Putting that force mm-hmm. between, uh, that, that, that uniting, that uniting, thing between intelligence and matter that force in into into motion then time's gonna go by real quick for you and i don't mean that in like a in a mean or arrogant way at all i just really hope that hits home for some people that um you might feel busy but you could always be busier honestly you're gonna cultivate more time from that right 
and you're going to be way more when that when your head hits a pillow that pillow test you're going to be like dang it's a good freaking day yes it was so and i think well i want to challenge the fight club out here too yeah challenge them up um look at your life and where you're comfortable and where you maybe try to decrease your pain because a lot of people try to decrease their pain via social media are you scrolling through social media via um food what kinds of foods are you eating and how much food are you eating to try and decrease your pain because food's very emotional um and i think a lot of times especially in america we do a lot to ease our pain through food um they don't call it then, comfort food by accident <laughs> they don't and i love me some comfort food but you know well, me too you, you got to make sure you you check yourself sometimes and um, and then just, you know, just, just challenge yourself to see and visualize where you're comfortable and ask yourself, you know, the pain that I would learn from the lesson by not being comfortable, what would my life look like if I go through that? What would my life look like if at the end of the day I succeed and I, and I fight the good fight through that? And so with that being said, just to recap, um, you don't have a strong enough why, thing, reasons why you might be inhibited from being a fighter, a good fighter. You don't have a strong enough why. You're not obsessed with fighting. You're only fueled by anger. You don't have faith in yourself. And you can't handle pain. So I think with that, you, you have to be able to take those five things and utilize them to your advantage. Utilize them to make yourself relative, to make yourself a reality. I don't fight. know. Did you ever hear this, Gates? Uh, I feel like it's damn near universal with ath- athletics in general, but control the controllables, right? You've heard that, I'm sure, yeah. as I yeah. have, probably probably a thousand times. And that's it's really easy to take that at face value. But I think that, thing, that, that saying right there can bleed into so many different you know, talk about these things right here. These are five things that you can control. These are controllable things that um, you can set yourself up, not just yourself, but um, everybody else around you and your, the, the future of your family or you know, whatever your goal is, you can control all these things and set yourself up to be a lot better yeah. and, and to fight that good fight in that way by controlling the controllables. Control the controllables, 100%. And I think there's a lot of people that will try to, you know, maybe they won't listen to this necessarily, but a lot of people out there that might try to white knuckle it through life and, mm-hmm. and not take advantage to control the controllables. But at the end of the day, when you are dreaming of becoming a good fighter, becoming somebody who wants to live their best life, I think just a very important thing that you can do is ensure your reasoning and your dedication it when, is worth that life. When know? some when somebody's white knuckling, dude, what do you think that they're holding on to? I think it's some sort of fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So, yeah, they're already holding on to something that's that they could control, that they could let go of, right? Literally, yeah. let it go. You don't have to white knuckle through life to get the most out of it. No. In fact, I would say you aren't living life if you are white knuckling it. Yeah, you'd get so much or, more or, out of it if you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's so much so much good to be had wherever you are, whenever you are. 
Yeah. Go outside, take in the sunshine, hold the crown of your head up high, fill, fill in your lungs, give somebody a good handshake, smile okay. at people, you know? Yeah. Just That's soak life. in that life, y'all. Yeah. It's out there. Go freaking live it. Take a swim. Be the best thing. I love, I love just taking a swim and you just, you sit there with your eyes to the sky and you just take a big breath in, man. Just mm-hmm. be gra- grateful. Mm-hmm. A lot of gratitude in that moment, man. This but, past weekend, I was able to go swimming at uh, this lake here in Iowa and it's one of the actual clear water lakes. So it's, I don't know. It, nature is just amazing, right? So true. Yeah. And yeah, just to feel immersed in, in that uh, environment, in, in a, natural environment like that which i don't get to very often because there's not really yeah. much around where i live um, man i wish there was because to yeah. me i feel so much more connected to to that universal intelligence in that way right because that's uh feeling that resistance that's universal force and energy that my body's just like interacting with and adapting to because that's what innate does it adapts yeah. those universal forces and constructs them to be used for the body and adapt and coordinate yeah. So I I use a heck of a lot more of that. Yeah, for real. So, yeah. uh, Immersion, bro. I love that. Immerse yourself and bask in the glory. Um, Real quick, key points to be made. Um, If you liked any of the episodes in season two, one or two, or thus far, please, pretty, pretty, please share it with a friend. They do not have to be a chiropractor. Um, We just happen to freaking love chiropractic. Um, share it with a friend, please. Um, we'd appreciate it. And leave us a review, guys, because it allows us to reach more people. It allows us to share more of the message and allows us to make more good fighters and overall gratitude for life. Um, and then last but not least, don't forget to follow our IG page. We're also on YouTube. Mm. And then Dr. Nash, DC. Wait, is it DC underscore Nash yep. underscore T? Yes, sir. And then Gates Mayor underscore DC. Get it, guys, and go after it. Go fight the good fight using all your tools. Yep. Any last minute words, Dr. Nash? Hey, man. Um, as long as you're doing things from you know a fundamental why that's built around truth for yourself, uh, that's all I could ever really ask anybody to try and do. So um, if that's what you're about and that's what you're striving for, I hope you enjoy what we're talking about here because that's what we, we share the same values and we all are brothers and sisters, so hope you can resonate with some of what we've been trying to share and invoke with some people who might need some help along that way in fighting the good fight. Yeah. Get after it. Connection, intention, purpose, y'all.